0: Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Topic of the Week. Um, I am Alex Bajo, and in front of me I have Joshua Cheatham. Um, today we are going to be discussing how cartels prevent development in Latin America and hurt diplomatic relations. Um, we thought this was an interesting one because it's not talked about as much in, in the news, and cartels are a major problem in Latin America. Um, they've been plaguing them, uh, plaguing Latin America for a long time, and we're talking since since the Cold War and violence has been unbelievably rampant in latin america particularly in mexico as well thousands and thousands die pretty much every single year because of the cartels and cartels particularly mexican cartels have dominated the u.s drug market uh bringing in about 150 billion annually to the illicit drug market in the united states um the cartels have so much power and can do this because they just corrupt just about anyone if you're an officer, if you're a judge if you're an elected official, you are most likely going to get corrupted um, by the cartel
1: Yeah, it's very interesting um, I think you're $150 billion because that's triple the amount of Disney's revenue <laughs> every year, so they they definitely have a whole a, a gig within Latin America and uh, a lot of local governments in fact, use the cartel to kind of funnel in their own money. Like They'll, they'll right. like, give them a cut and tell them, either you can use this for your state or Quick money. Yourself.
0: They just want quick money.
1: Yeah. Um, the largest cartels in Latin America are called the Zetas, and then the largest one, the most known one, this is Sinaloa. 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 Sinaloa, Sinaloa. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Sinaloa. <laughs> uh, but they're the largest one. They're definitely the most dangerous. Um, they do have Cartels do have rules, you know. Most recently with the Ameri- yeah. Most recently with quotes, well, most with the Americans that died, they you know apologize because they obviously don't want to fly. They don't want the United States getting involved. Oh no, they they can't afford that. They no. can't risk that. So they they do have some rules, but you know most of them are not very good. They kill and they they fight with local gangs. Like you said, Mexico is the largest population of where cartels usually our stations and also where they funnel their money. Right. Biggest money laundering is cocaine. Uh cocaine is their biggest selling drug. Um there was a study that was just done not too long ago saying that this is the golden age of cocaine where they are estimating over 2 trillion dollars of cocaine use worldwide. Wow. Yeah. They have that, enough cocaine to feed every single person on this planet.
0: That is crazy. Yeah. And we're talking that cocaine goes to EU countries, Philippines,
1: China, United States. Anyway, that you is $2, you $2 dollars
0: go. of cocaine. That is that is mind blowing. It is mind blowing. Like that's that's countries GDPs.
1: That is largest, larger than the like countries behind. Behind like the top five countries, it's larger than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. All exactly. The ones, they're right. the, technically the sixth largest. Um, GDP in terms of if you were to do it as a country—that's crazy—but crazy. yeah, their crime is obviously very rampant in, in Latin America. Underdevelopment, corruption, but the cartels—they fuel a lot of this. One reason why Mexico is so—they're—they're um, they're, they're building up a military to basically separate branch to just fight the cartel and becoming into this uh, military state. So, um, Central America has a problem. South America has done pretty well with it, but they Colombia still, still has it, Brazil still has it, Argentina still they're has it. They're more
0: like the... the, That's where the drugs are coming from. Are coming from. Yeah. They funnel north, and then Mexico is like the hub, essentially, yeah. on where they get sent out. Um, I, I find it particularly interesting where going back to the whole government thing and um, them trying to militarize to stop the cartel, it's gotten so out of control that they coordinate with the cartel on what they can and can't do in certain areas instead of actively trying to stop them. So imagine going up to your to to your enemy and saying, "Can you do that elsewhere?" Can <laughs> 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 a- you not do it here? That's, like, where it that's literally that's that's literally how powerful the cartel is, and they can do that. <laughs> because the, the cartel can do that because they they have corrupted just about everybody, mostly everybody in mm-hmm. the Mexican government. So. I, what I, there was a statement from U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham that says he wants to introduce an initiative to use U.S. military force to destroy drug labs and destroy cartel networks. Bold, bold statement, and this was a pretty recent statement too. We're talking about maybe a week ago. Oh, really? But the president of Mexico stated that this would violate uh, Mexico's independence and sovereignty. Which is true. It is true.
1: Well, but I believe they should work together.
0: They have a true two trillion dollar uh, cocaine market going around the world. Yeah. And it's going to cause another drug problem if they don't yeah, stop this. Yeah, so are, yeah. I, I don't understand how this is going to yes, it independence and sovereignty, very important. But what about what about the lives of like you said, they could coordinate something. They don't have to yeah. just send in troops and
1: just Mexico really, really wants to prove that the president really wants to prove that he could do it on his own. Which you can't. I mean, they're the the cartels. So in, in, they're rooted there. Like they're, they are everywhere. They they, um, encourage youth to join their programs. They they basically get them off the streets, and tell them, hey, this is a life you can have. You know, there's all the money you can have. And, um, they and they don't have anything else to go to. Well they There's nothing else to do there. The they- element is going to be a big part in solving the issue, not right. just military. Um, because they 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 own police in many areas. They own oh, yeah. governments in many areas. They, I mean, they they own almost all of Colombia because that's all they do is just they get, they get the coca leaf and then they make cocaine out of it mm-hmm. from Colombia. Uh, Brazil has a big problem with local gangs, but they also have a big problem with the cartel trying to um, take over those local areas to have another staging ground to move their products in, in Latin and in South America. Central America, they already have that down. They they they've taken over Central America, right? Interesting that the United States doesn't get involved because uh, the southern border is where it funnels a lot of human trafficking, not drugs. Drugs, mainly ninety two percent of drug trafficking comes through air airplanes over the border, which I found it is an interesting stat. Uh, The rest of the eight percent. Actually, also comes from marine. So very rarely do you see the drugs coming over the border through border patrol. Um, um, in terms of on foot or by car, it's mostly through sea and by air. So the United States, that's that like having a a plane over their airspace that is moving drugs. I mean, that's technically a security threat.
0: That they do it in private jets. It's it's just fascinating, and that's how they do it to get stuff to the EU as well. Yeah, which blew my mind. Where they just like.
1: It's over. It's It's a national security threat and yet you can't can't, Mexico's trying to say, oh, that's that's a violation of our sovereignty. You're having people come, your people, technically they're your people, coming to our country. We could technically declare war if we wanted to. We're not going to, obviously, because it's not a reasonable threat, but we could. Um, So it's we need to do more. EU needs to do more as well
0: oh yeah i was just about to get into the eu side of the problem so yes the u.s drugs are found in the united states but um the eu is struggling also with cartels in latin america because cartels and eu criminal networks are are have been collaborating to traffic methamphetamine and cocaine from latin america into the eu um there's also a growing fentanyl market in the eu as well um, because the EU has discovered that they have fentanyl production facilities around Europe, so yeah. it going back to the whole private jet thing that is that is absolutely true. They're using cellular thermal concrete in concealed shipments and using private jets to transport these drugs, and corrupt officials in both the public and private sector, uh, both in the EU and in um, Latin American countries, serve as facilitators to traffic these narcotics. So. Um, it's just. There you go. Yeah, there you so, go. It's
1: it's so deeply ingrained into these networks because they they make so much money from it. There, it's it's first off going to be really difficult to stop the local gangs and organized crime from taking in this cocaine correct. because they're making so much money, uh, drugs in general. But then you got to stop the largest criminal organization in the world. I mean, So I think I'm pretty sure Sinaloa uh, I
0: think CINOLO is one of the biggest. Is
1: top five biggest organizations in the world. And so, it, it's so incredibly difficult to fight them. And but,
0: they're just so out there around the world. You don't know who's yeah, who. You don't. Who are these entrepreneurs that are corrupted? Yeah. Who, where are these networks? They're they're very secretive. It's very difficult. To they're correct. very. It's impressive on how low key they are yeah. around the world. And they're I just thought, like little cells. That's why we're just waiting
1: response. You know, like that's why the the Europe. Europe, Europe yeah, needs to get involved. Are. The United States needs to get involved. China needs to get involved because their 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 networks are so big. You get one, but there's you get one more.
0: guy off the street, but there's yeah, exactly. There's
1: thousands more. <laughs> there's so, a whole
0: like underground lab somewhere in yeah. Europe that no one knows about.
1: So one thing I want to talk about is discuss what Latin American countries are trying to put policies out there in doing to prevent the cartels from becoming really more powerful. This comes from a, a site called the board I think it's called the Borjan project.org where they try to help out with the programs. The first one that they do is creating social programs. So social programs like health services, roads, jobs, opportunities, wages are very important basically development mm-hmm. to preventing people from joining cartels and prevent cartels from being in areas. Because if you develop you can create a bigger police, you can create a more a bigger sentiment against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More people are going to want to have a job instead of billing toward the cartels. Um, another big one after school programs for children uh, to keep them off the streets. So, doing like after school clubs, sports, arts, whatever it is that those students are interested in to keep them off the streets from getting recruited. Right. The second thing that they're uh, doing is um, it's waging war. Mexico and Colombia have been actively using military to combat the cartels. Um, Mexico, sometimes by any means necessary, meaning they're going to harm civilians if they have to to destroy the cartels. This is an interesting one that I read along criminalizing drugs. Guatemala and Colombia have almost decriminalized all drugs, all forms of drugs, cocaine, amphetamines, heroin, basically, so oh. that these people who are seeking drugs can get them for cheaper. Dwindling down the profits from the cartel. Now you're saying, okay, yes, but they can sell them more. But it dwindles their profits.
0: And you also, it brings to the surface who is in, it's almost like if they do this in a way where it's a trap, where you now expose who's who, because they're going to get greedy. Yeah. They want to sell their products out publicly. You'll find out who's who in the cartel. So I guess this that makes sense the decriminalization part if they're going to actually do something about it when everyone surfaces.
1: Yeah. It's incredibly difficult to get a lot of drug charges, um, cartels on drug charges because most drug charges in most countries are not like federal unless you have like tons and tons of cocaine. They're not you're not gonna spend federal time. Yeah. So you need to you, them on racketeering, money laundering, yada, yada, yada. But this this is an interesting one because decriminalizing, like you said, will probably put them out in the open a little bit because they're going to see, oh, well, you know, maybe I can just sell it on the street. I don't have to go through a street guy. I can just do it myself. Maybe it'll catch them. Maybe it won't. I'm not sure if they'll be that stupid. But you never know. Sometimes we flip up. The last one that they discussed in this one is just helping the international community and helping. Uh, The United Nations has the Office of Drugs and Crime, thank you. UNODC? Yeah, UNODC. Drugs and Crime, which has a lot of funding to help fight off cartels Mm -hmm. and drugs. Um, But I was kind of going to pose a question. What are some other ways that we can try and fight the cartels?
0: Um, There's one thing that Latin America has, and it has a bunch of green energy resources that we the resources we need to build the green energy products now China and the US both want to get their hands on it while everything else like cartels and stuff like that is light noise to them so what I was thinking is I literally just thought about this right now right because I'm gonna going I'm gonna go and in, uh, get into after the international the what are the diplomatic consequences of it uh, but before I get into that I just want to talk I just want to answer your question and saying you can help Latin America essentially collect. These resources that they need. This will create jobs, factories, mines, everything you need. And it would kind of force the cartels to stop and not risk. Uh, and the governments don't want to risk that possibility of economic prospects. Yeah. If they kick out China and maybe get help from the United States. But they, they need to be like, how do I say this? Not fully isolated, but they just need to be like, okay, we have everything we need. To be an economic contender. If we get rid of the drug problem here. We'll get rid of this global kind of feeling of mistrust. And I'll get into that uh, just in a bit. And if we can get everything we need. Everything that we have. And send it out to the world. Because the world needs it. To develop these green products. Excuse me. Then this would kind of just force a better response from Latin American countries. Because now they need to like really step up and say. We need to get rid of these cartels and because of our failed response there are drugs pouring out everywhere um so i guess that's another way um i I do like the idea of trying to sort of distract children and try to get them to do extracurricular activities i think that's a fantastic way of doing it um educating children as well keeping them in schools having the best education possible so and that they also have chances to study abroad as well the farther Absolutely, away yes. they are from being in uh, cartel basically driven areas, the farther away they spend from that, and the farther, the more time they spend learning in a different country, it would make them want to essentially move out and do something with their come lives, back and better their own country, or exactly, yeah. or come back and better their own country. So I think I think a mix of these two is a social response to help children in the U and also a economic response as well to stop the cartel. I believe these are the two most effective ways to, to stop the cartel.
1: Yeah, those are definitely two good ways. Um, the one thing I want to say before you get to your point is I, I would say my two biggest things are the first one is going to be using special forces. Um, I know they're already used in general, but I think there needs to be a, bit, a bigger response between not just U.S. forces and NATO to try to get down and just cut down the networks on the big guys. Don't worry about the middleman. you know, with the big guys in each um, sector of where networks are being ran, drugs are being funneled to get to the, the kingpin. The next thing, there needs to be a coordinated response from Latin America itself. The countries need to get together, Central America, Mexico, Ooh, yeah. and South America. They should have a meeting with all leaders, so as many leaders as possible, on how to fight the cartel, how to work together, how to help development because almost like a be the biggest thing.
0: military pact, almost. Kind of,
1: but m- maybe more just like a mutual friendship. Because mm-hmm. you know, there's still a lot of tensions down there between each other.
0: Because they all have the same problem.
1: They do. Most it's of them just, do. Yeah.
0: They're uncoordinated. Yeah, I, that's a fantastic way of.
1: So thinking about it. Brazil does it one way. Argentina does it their way. Mexico does it their way. Guatemala does it their way. Colombia does it their way. That's okay, but if you could all come together and recognize the issue. And then work together to come up with different responses to different areas and different needs. Use the resources they have. That's the biggest one. I don't think it necessarily matters to coordinate an attack. I think just getting the resources needed from each other, from the United States, from the EU, combat it. And I think that can make a big difference because development is important and coordination is very, very important too.
0: I think in another final way we can do that is we need more international pressure to... to- to put on these Latin American countries because of the feeling of diminishing trust between Latin American leaders and uh US and EU leaders. So if there's a way where the international community can say listen, you have x amount of time to solve this problem, otherwise there will be some sort of consequence and we might have to step in on our own. They they need they need this pressure because Latin American countries cannot afford to lose these ties with major economic powers. Yes. China might be like, hey, they're uh, they're forcing you to solve your problem. We can, uh, quote-unquote, help you. Yeah. But as in our last uh, latest Global Developments episode, um, where we talked about how China's um, yeah. road Initiative is failing, yeah. Latin America might just step away and say, listen, they you already you, don't trust China. Yeah, they already don't trust China. Sure. The last thing they need is to lose trust from these economic powers.
1: Need um, yeah, for sure.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, a cool figure I found was that every minute uh every one minute there is one point five million dollars in trading being made between the u s and Mexico so oh
1: yeah know
0: that. would they they cannot risk that
1: no,
0: they can't. Mexico is the second biggest trading partner with the united states they they cannot risk that
1: no they can
0: and The EU also understands of the economic benefits of working with Latin America, and they're looking into new ways to strengthen trade relations with Latin American countries. Um, I read a report called, it was from the SME United, which is a kind of like a committee organization research initiative thing uh, in the EU, which they released a position paper uh, last month, actually, uh, which calls for the EU wanting to develop new trade agreements between um, SMEs of Latin American countries. Uh, between Latin American countries and uh EU, EU countries as well. Yeah. So they the the reason being is the EU does not want to lose out from competition from growing influences from US and China to trade for things like raw materials like lithium and you know, no you no know, I cannot pronounce that. Uh, for green energy products. But cartels hinder that process because of the corruption within governments. Yeah. Governments are unable to to try to solve this cartel issue and it's just like will these smes in different countries take that risk and try to work with smes in these latin american countries i don't know it's dangerous for both of them because what's not to say okay there's a there's a for sme for anyone that doesn't know is a small medium enterprise so like a small medium business um what's not to say this business person could just be corrupted when they go down there now they have a new network to, to funnel drugs. So there, there is this feeling of, of mistrust, and it could spread like a contagion if Latin America doesn't do anything about it. And we need this international pressure to say, listen, these are, these are the benefits we will provide for you if
1: you solve this problem. If yeah. you do
0: not, we cannot engage in this sort of activity. So
1: that's kind of my, my shmeel. is not known for getting involved in things outside of Europe. Yeah. Unfortunately unless it has to deal with China. And so I think the one thing that the EU wants to expand itself, um, its influence, they need to first off, like I said, get involved in Asia, get involved in Africa, and the next step's Latin America. And so their response and first off adding trade agreements could increase development in Latin America and yep. change the landscape for the cartels because there's more money going to good people developing and developing into creating jobs and economies and infrastructure. So that could be extremely important if they ignore the risks a little bit and trust the process of investing in those countries because they're not like, it's not like it's impossible. I mean, look at Asia. They did it. We've done it before. That's why I don't get. We've right. done it before. And why we ignore Africa and Latin America boggles my mind because we have the problem of corruption in these countries, not completely solve the problem, but help them on the developing world. Right. So.
0: Yeah, we that going back to the lack of mistrust thing, um, I want to say that we need we need more of these Latin American countries as well. These leaders to to also ask for help, essentially, like yes. they, they they need to be out there. They need to be like, listen. We we need help. We admit we cannot fix this problem. Mexico Mexico sucks at doing that. They're Mexico. The the president says, like we can handle it, but they're they're not handling it. Mm-hmm. They they need they need to understand like they're they're putting themselves at risk. And going back to the China thing, they they are again at risk economically. So they kind of have two problems to deal with here at once. So that's kind of my uh my little final thing to add on this, but yeah, um,
1: it's interesting. Uh, I
0: think I I have a question, though, in how we can actually stop these drug cartels. Yeah. My, my final question is um, do we need, is it do we need an international response? Do we need to send troops in, or do we send, or create a new UN peacekeeping mission in Latin America?
1: Ooh, well, um, for UN peacekeepers to go in, there have to be a lot more links Um, Unfortunately, because the UN does not like to first off get involved, and I don't think the cartels would even care if they were there. They would find a way to get around them, kill them, and you know how the EU uh, the 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 peacekeepers are—they can't fire unless fire upon. Right. So you know the cartel shows up, and everyone starts firing at them, and they have to wait there. You know they're they're out of luck; they're already behind. I personally think economics and a a special forces response is enhanced because what we learn from special forces is that we're really, really good. They're really good at cutting the heads off of networks and getting. I mean, we, we destroyed ISIS, we destroyed Al Qaeda, we destroyed uh, our, almost destroyed Al Shabaab. We're getting there with uh, what's the other one in Africa? It's an H. Uh, Hez- Hezbollah, uh, maybe. Is it? I think it's Hezbollah. Uh I think I think it is. It, it there is oh, one of the starts of the days. But we we're getting there. We're 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 really we we're really good at cutting the heads and destroying networks. But what we're not good at is what happens after. The diplomacy, yep. the development. We need to first off when we destroy these cartels if we do that, not force democracy on these countries because nobody likes that anymore. Let them be who they want to be. <laughs> Democracy. Uh, democ- yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> what, democracy. That's what we, that's funny. we tried to force it on Afghanistan and Iraq and right, how the Taliban controls Afghanistan and Iraq. Who knows what's going on there? I mean, it's just a craziness. But we could do that and then just invest in them. Just tell them, hey, you know, now that the cartels are gone, here's some money. Here's some things that we want to see. You know, infrastructure, homes, jobs, you know, trade deals, whatever it is and so the the special forces can do the military a lot without having you know secretly privately without having too much of a of stress on hurting civilians while also doing the post stuff like investing right
0: and another post thing we can do is as an international community, we push for more youth involvement in politics in these countries we don't know who's who is corrupt and who is not if we have if we develop a way where we can restructure some of the the governments in latin america to include more educated youth because youth are less prone to being corrupt youth are because they're more well educated they understand more of the risks compared to people who already have been in office for too long so i also want to see some more youth involvement after the cartel has left or has been destroyed um in these in these countries as well so
1: not just like youth as in you know 16, 17, 18 year seventeen, eighteen-year-olds—you know—something like in the ten, eleven, twelve range too. Because not that they need to be involved in government, but they need to be involved in their serve as like an advocate. Yeah, they need to be there, involved in their communities, helping out with community service. You know, working directly with the school to help out with community service or after-school activities. Um, study abroads so so important. A study abroad is so important for people who are going from a corrupt developing country. To a developed country because then they get to see what life's like and what, what it they, could they be want it. they want it so bad and so that that's extremely important because a lot a lot of the things that happened um, what was it in China when uh, the president in 1971 went to see Nixon and they videoed it and they went back to China and they're like do people have refrigerators? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember that. Now was I know talking it. about that.
0: I know exactly they have what you talking
1: Refrigerators. Love. These people have air conditioning. They they have three meals a day. Everyone has a car. They live in these nice houses.
0: And we kind of need TVs. that realization again on like what is life like without the cartel? Yeah, we they they need to have this like like light bulb moment.
1: Yeah, and that will be huge for the youth if you can send them out abroad. India had a big realization on that too. And that's why India is in, becoming one of the biggest economies in the world. They're growing at such exponential rates. So that could be a big thing. Youth engagement, studying abroad, education. That's, that's so huge. But the United States, again, they need the help. The EU, they need the help in fu- providing funding for these. Edu- don't, they don't need to make the programs; They just need to provide the funding for them. Right. Or help provide the funding. loans, whatever it is. So. Yep. Be interesting. I think that.
0: that kind of wraps up everything, right? Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't have much else to say. I think we try to bank on or I'll target every single aspect of what it would be like without the cartel. I yeah. think we successfully did that. Yeah. Um, if there's anything else you want to add, any final comments? Or if not,
1: no. No, I got nothing else. Just, you know, again, this is another thing. So please, please do your research because this is not talked about enough, I think, on the international community. Like, know, and I don't think. Our government is doing enough to kind of coordinate responses besides worldwide.
0: provide like surveillance systems and what, other no. like military aircraft and software but
1: whatever that, that I, we
0: always do that we online. always just send weapons and like well they 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 already have our weapons they can they can figure it out
1: yeah we, we sure need
0: we need less of that and more of funding more policy
1: more policy yeah be super important hopefully okay. the you know, our youth and our young adults can come into power and change a lot of what's going on because there's just such a, a lack of action in this right. world right now. So,
0: Agreed. Yeah. But uh, that wraps up this week's topic of the week. Um, Stay tuned for more uh, latest global developments and uh, topic of the week. Thank you all for listening and uh, see you all in the next one.
1: Have a good one.